Our first reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 18 through 24. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Then Judas, but not Iscariot, said to Jesus, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us, but not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. Our second reading, very short, is from Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Paul writes, Beloved, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And this life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the word of our Lord. Now, our sermon series, this is week four of our Lenten sermon series on Martin Luther's questions that he prepared, that he wrote and prepared uh, for any Christian to devotionally read and meditate on, to prepare themselves to receive the Lord's Supper. And now um, I've always had these questions on the ends of your pews on the blue piece of paper Um, And these are 20 questions that he's prepared, a question and an answer to meditate on. And the the two questions that we'd like to meditate on tonight are questions 17 and 18. The first is this one, and it's the focus of our sermon and our reading tonight. What motivated Jesus Christ to die and make full payment for your sins? Answer, answer. His great love for his father and for me and for other sinners, as it is written in the following scripture. And then the next question. Finally, why do you wish to go to the sacrament? Answer. That I may learn to believe that Christ, out of great love, died for my sin and also learn from him to love God and to love my neighbor. And so, I ask, what does this sentence mean to you? What does this sentence mean to you? Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. What does it mean to you? Sacrifice, talking about sacrifices, 
It has fallen out of everyday language and conversation with non-Christians. And so sentences like, Jesus died on the cross for your sins, they begin to lose meaning in 2023. What is sin? Who is Jesus? And why would a person have to die for another person? This is what Luther is seeking to have us meditate on by asking these questions before we take communion. And the reason why he's asking these questions of you is so that you can be spiritually prepared to receive the benefits of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. To come to Jesus when you come up to the rail, heartbroken by his death, yet fully expecting the forgiveness of sins because of his death and his resurrection. The concept of sacrifice has itself never been forgotten or misunderstood by any human being. We all get it when Superman, who is otherwise indestructible, must die so that mortal humans can live. We all immediately get it. It's a sacrifice. Giving something up, even when it's not in your personal interest, for the good of another, especially those who are weaker than you, is the highest virtue that is built into our hearts as human beings. We all see it and instantly understand it, get it, and appreciate it. We flock to movies that have this as the moral. We read these books. We like to listen to songs and ballads that sing of people that honor this virtue of self-sacrifice. We are created, we are hardwired to recognize this specific way that God loves us. He loves us by giving up his own life so that we may live with him forever. In our gospel reading tonight, it comes from one of the long sermons that Jesus gave to his disciples during his last supper before he died on the cross for our sins. Jesus tells his beloved disciples that he's going to die on the cross for them. He's going to not be with them for three days, but assures them, I will rise again. Jesus says, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Jesus says, because I live, you will live. The disciples and many other witnesses, they will walk and talk with the resurrected Jesus Christ when he rises from the dead for 50 days following Easter Sunday. But all Christians, you guys, you will see Jesus. You will receive life from him every time you listen to or read his word, and every time you receive his body and his blood here at this altar. But the world will hear his word, and when the world hears Christ's words, they'll just hear a jumbled mess. 
Or they'll hear some nice poetry or some nice quotes. And when, they, when the world sees this sacrament, they'll only see a strange ritual with bread and wine. Christ's death and resurrection, however, are now yours by faith in the sacrifice that he made for you. And to believe that this sacrifice that he made is for you, that's what faith is. And that's how you receive the benefits of faith. To come up to this communion rail and to expect forgiveness, to expect love, to expect peace and joy because of that faith in him and his words, that is what you receive in communion with Jesus. Yes, sacrifice is easily understood by everyone in stories and news articles because sacrifice is written into our hearts. But because we are joined to Christ's sacrifice by our faith, by our baptism, Paul says, you have been baptized into Christ's death and into his life. By this, Sacrifice is now lived out in your daily life and seen all the time in your lives, starting first and foremost in your homes. I want to talk very briefly about the sacrifice of parenthood. Young people and all of y'all, all of y'all, before you were born, Your parents wore the coolest clothes. They went to cool restaurants often. They went to cool places downtown. They went to their favorite concerts. And they pretty much did whatever they wanted to do whenever they wanted to. And when you were born, they stopped doing a lot of those things. And they didn't stop doing those things to make you feel guilty. They didn't do it because it made logical sense to them or they, you know, wanted to. No. They did these things and they continue to do these things. They sacrifice because they love you. And they can and would give up anything and everything in their life, even their very very lives, For you, because they love you. And this is a living image of Christ's love for you. Sacrificial love. You, I, learn Christ's love through mom and through dad and their love for you, for me. Jesus lets us know that love is obedience to principles higher than ourselves and that is manifested in self-sacrifice for other people. That is what love is. Jesus himself asked his father in the garden to spare him from needing to suffer and die on the cross for our sins. He said, please, Father, let this cup pass from me. Yet, 
he finishes in his prayer. He says, yet, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus is obedient to his father's will, even against his own desires, even to the point of death. And yet, when Jesus died, he did it out of joy because he loves you. And he is freely able to lay down his life for you and to take it back up again. In conclusion, Jesus was obedient to what his father wanted of him, even to death. And the death he died, he died for you. And now because we have his new life in us, because we die daily and we put on his life by remembering our baptisms, we copy Jesus. We constantly ask, what would Jesus do? And what Jesus would do, what he did, is lay down his life, lay down his personal interests for other people, for all people self-sacrificial love. We have faith in Jesus' sacrifice, and this forgives our sins, and it teaches us to love one another. We see, we remember, we celebrate, and we enter into communion with Jesus' sacrifice every time we hear and read his word, and every time we receive his sacrament. So please, hear Jesus' promise Jesus says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. If you would like God to come into your home, if you would like Jesus to come into your life, into your family, and stay there to remain, as he says, to abide, then hear, read, and keep his word. In his name and for his sake, amen.